Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Play this funky intro. I've been all in my bag. You been all in my business. You be all in your feelings. I've been all in them trenches. I've been all in my Yes, haven't heard that music for weeks and weeks. I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. This is our wrestling series, Keeping It Real with Andrew Thompson. I am absolutely thrilled to be back where we shoot through the news for 45 minutes to an hour, talking all sorts of wrestling stories. And boy, oh boy, is there a lot to talk about. But just very quickly before we talk the graps, uh, if you like to watch your podcast in video form, youtube.com slash ace podcast nation. Give us a little subscribe. Click that bell for notifications. Coming up to 3,000 subscribers at the moment. So uh, any help appreciated on that front. If you prefer them in audio form, we're at all podcast platforms. You just search ace podcast nation. There is over 400 shows on all sorts of subjects from football, MMA, boxing, wrestling, um, there's loads of exclusive interviews and content and stuff on there. So much different stuff with uh, some top, top names from their various fields. But uh, I am delighted, as ever, to welcome the man, the myth, and the legend. It is Mr. Andrew Thompson. He's post-wrestling's writer and interviewer. He's got his own YouTube channel, which I encourage you to subscribe to for the best wrestling interviews on the internet. How goes it, my friend? What's going on, Sal? How you feeling? I'm all right, bro. I'm just uh, got a got a headache still. So for anyone who doesn't know, like we've been, uh, we haven't done a show for a few weeks because uh, a lady drove her car into the back of mine, and uh, I've been dealing with some some issues from that, just uh, a bit of concussion symptoms and stuff like that. But it's, I feel feeling a lot better than I did about a week to ten days ago. I was running that drive, man. Oh, mate, it's scary. Like, because it's not just that you've got to, like, you know, watch what you're doing. You've got to guess what other people are doing. And, like, you know, I was just, I was still behind the car in front of me. And, yeah, she drove in the back of me. You know, she didn't do it on purpose. But as in her words, she was distracted. And there we go. It is where it is, my friend. 
but uh, I'm, it's good to be back. And uh, it feels like the world of wrestling has granted us with lots of stories to talk about this week, mate, because uh, there's been a lot. But um, I feel like we should start with the one which sort of come out yesterday and today, where uh, Dave Meltzer reported that uh, WWE and New Japan have been in talks since I think it was April, or certainly for a few, you know for a good few months about a potential exclusive partnership. Um, it's a weird one. I give you that. It's strange um, that New Japan would want to even discuss an exclusive partnership with WWE, which would obviously mean an end to their work with Impact and AEW and Ring of Honor and uh, is it Triple Thanks, 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 thanks for thanks for stealing my line. Thank yeah, man. So, well, this is it. You feed me the feed me the stuff before, and then I take it and use it as my own. Makes me look intelligent, and now you've got nothing to say. That's how we go. You know what? I think we're gonna cut this short. <laughs> how um no, but it's a weird story, isn't it? Because like, if they're exclude, if they were to sign that exclusive deal with WWE, it's you seemingly puts a stop to all those partnerships. Which obviously, you know, when the New Japan guys started turning up on Impact and AEW, how excited was everybody about potential, you know, Okada and Kenny Omega or Ibushi and Kenny Omega and, and all these different stories. Like when the pandemic's over we can and people can travel again, these are the stories we're going to get. Bullet Club versus Inner Circle or Bullet Club versus The Elite. If they sign a deal with WWE, you ain't getting none of that shit. Yeah, uh, even um, Kojima right now is uh, in Impact, and he's doing yeah. some uh, stuff with Joe Doring, and it looks like it's going to carry over into uh, Slammiversary, because I remember he posted a picture on Twitter of him with the Slammiversary, like, one week away background, so it looks like he's going to be with them uh, through July, and, like, you, you just look at everything that's going on right now, I don't think that it benefits New Japan at all to want to consider or go or f- fully go, I mean, we're not considered to fully go through with the working relationship with WWE because I'm pretty, well, I mean, you, you know, I'm pretty sure WWE has the financial side to offer New Japan that, you know, yeah. it's probably absolutely ridiculous, you know, especially with the money that they made over the past several years or so. But I feel like New Japan is like, they, I feel like they kind of got more, more cars on the table that WWE does. Like, I feel like they have more to offer. So I feel like New Japan is like, kind of has more leverage because they have the already established working relationship with Ring of Honor uh new japan i mean uh cml mexico um of course AEW looks like it's growing um ring of honor last time i mentioned ring of honor but like they got impact so like i feel like new japan would be doing kind of a disservice to themselves and their talents um you know by joining up with wwe uh but i mean at the end of the day i feel like they probably gonna do what's best for the company um but i i think that wwe isn't necessarily looking to do some big talent exchange i feel like they want to sort of later down the line maybe one day own new japan yeah well, and that's just had, and just, and just had that under their under their banner i feel like that's the the main goal for wwe i don't i can't see them you know being like oh yeah these are just our buddies and we're gonna yeah. you know how we're gonna help them grow like i feel like wwe's main goal is to own new japan so they can turn it into you know some sort of yeah uh not, not not a developmental, not, not a developmental, but like sort of a, subs, a, 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 a subsidiary program of the WWE product that people can go on Peacock and watch and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. I think um, like when you look at what they did with the UK scene, they started with a partnership 
and then they gradually sort of moved to oh we'll put you on the network and then you know then they bought those com those companies so i think you know same with evolve but let's let's try and be positive if it was to happen what no. are, what are some of the positives for both sides i guess with new japan you have the financial side of it you know wwe would probably pay them handsomely secures the long-term financial future but then you know new japan's not short of cash being owned by bushi road um uh, in terms of storyline or talent like a potential kind of uh bullet club versus roman reigns and the usos is quite a tantalizing prospect um, you know, there's there is some dream matches there, and from a WWE point of view, like I was thinking at first of all, I thought, oh well, who have WWE got that New Japan would be interested in bringing over? Because it doesn't always try. It just because you're a star in America doesn't always translate to you being a star in Japan. But then you, when you've you know they've got Finn Balor, they've got AJ Styles and Nakamura and Io Shirai, people like they they could go over and be a big deal in Japan. So the potential is there. Um, I don't think it'll happen anyway. But here's a outlandish theory for you. Could uh, New Japan be the bridge that brings AEW and WWE together and then all wrestling companies will work together in beautiful bliss? No. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? Uh, on uh, me, me and uh, Martin, we had uh, Martin Bushby, we had a uh, rare pro owner Andy Quill down on our podcast, the Bushby and Thompson uh, wrestling adventure that you can go get on Apple, Spotify, and check on the Post Wrestling Network. Get it, go get that. But um, he, he was telling this story about how when uh, New Japan came over to the UK for the Royal Quest show back in August 2019. And Triple H had gave this speech to the NXT UK roster because they had takeover Cardiff on the same day. And Triple H, like, it was like, New Japan is trying to take food off your table. <laughs> and, they're, and they're trying to take your jobs. And then he said that the same people who, the same talents who were trying to work for work for Rare Pro and work for New Japan, well, well, that, that were working for Rare Pro and were, uh, trying to cross over into New Japan. Like, they were like, yeah, fuck New Japan. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, it's so, like, with, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, only reason I'm not optimistic about the WWE, uh, New Japan potential partnership is because the word exclusive, and I know, yeah. but, like, we, like, I, I like, it's, there are matches there that I'm pretty sure everybody wants to see, including myself. There are a bunch of matches there that would be interesting, but I just can't see WWE having good faith going into this relationship without any like outlying uh, opportunities that they're possibly looking at, such as buying New Japan or like trying to own the product of or, course. you know, just it, like, I, I just can't see them going into this, like just good faith. That's why I think it's just better for New Japan to just do what they do, man. Like they, they, they have, they are in a good spot right now. And I mean, it think things haven't been good necessarily since the pandemic started. They have like a lot of, we're booking decisions and of course Osprey with his injury, like we don't even know, you know, how long he's gonna be out. You know, he said that, you know, he's hoping to come back this year. But like dude has had like he he, yeah. he, he, he puts a mileage on his body. So I don't know if that's accurate to say that he's gonna come back this year. But and you, like, you don't I, know how I, he's I gonna come back either. Like you don't I, know I, I think I think New Japan, like the best thing for them to do is to just um stick stick to what they're doing and maintain the partnerships that they that they got on that they got attacked. 
they're in a good spot though mate because everybody wants to work partner up with them like every company in uk and north america they all want to work with new japan like so they're in a good spot to get a good deal um i noticed that um fred rosser said that um john laurenitis told him uh, that there was a new japan wwe collaboration coming uh earlier this year when they were uh doing a nexus documentary or something so it's clearly been in the works but which makes it even weirder in some ways if they're talking to wwe but they're still sending guys to impact and and AEW and stuff but it is what it is i guess we'll uh, have to wait and see one thing um i was disappointed to read today is that um josiah williams has been released by the wwe um for people who don't know that um initially i came across josiah williams um a couple of years back because he was doing like uh remixes of wrestlers themes and stuff on youtube mm. he's a super talented dude and i am um, i was lucky enough to, like i had a chat with him on when i first started the channel just over twitter dms and stuff he seems like a really um really nice person really cool and um i was trying to get him to come on the channel and kind of talk about his music and stuff and at the time he said oh look i can't i've got something in the works and then about a week later he, he had gone to wwe so i kind of understood it but a lovely guy I've, I've sort of interacted with him a couple of times and uh, i was really disappointed to see that because he's super talented he worked on um cameron grimes's theme as well most recently um disappointed to see that mate i gotta say yeah they uh i think they they cut him once before yeah and year. they brought him back and they, they brought him back and then cut him again so I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure he'll he'll land on his feet. Like people people as talented as he is, like it's you know it's only a matter yeah, of time. He'll, he'll, he'll find some. Yeah, I wouldn't be um, too disappointed if AEW picked him up to get involved in there. You talking about people who AEW need to pick up? They got that rampage show. You know, what yeah. I'm looking at Tom Phillips, and then as soon as oh, Jr. As yeah. soon as Jr. want to get out of there, put Tom Phillips right. I'm t- like, dude. I'm interested to see how he will do in an environment that's not so Finch, controlled. Yeah. Like I feel like yeah. he, like he, because he was already like I don't know, I don't know where, where people like came up with these comments that everybody was saying Tom Phillips. Was, I, I don't think anybody said Tom Phillips was a bad commentator. Like, dude, the WWE is like very tight with how they like their commentary. I feel like Tom would do like a great job, like just being himself like him excalibur and tony Schiavone, like as jr even said like this is uh next year is his contract year or that but by the time his birthday mm. which is in, um january he said that he'll be like his contract will have come up and he, he wants to like kind of take it like on a year by year basis thing so i think the best the best thing to do and and, and you know you know J, i think jr you know he's earned his respect you don't want to just try to bum rush him out but i think the if, if I'm Tony Khan, I think the smart thing to do, you got to start thinking long term. Like, of course, all respect to JR. Like, you want to yeah, you know, sure. give him his flowers, but I'm getting Tom Phillips in that rampage show. And then I'm going to let him do that for about four or five months. And then look, this time, like, you know, he, he, it's time to put him, like, you know, because he he's really is a good commentator, bro. Well, Mitt, he was the best of a, a bunch of commentators and play by play guys and stuff. Who are really in a bad spot when you've got Vince screaming down in your headset and stuff? Like mm. that's a difficult working environment. And I thought he was pretty good. I thought like him, Samoa Joe, and Corey Graves and Mario Ranello, all of them are really very good at what they do. 
and other than Corey Graves, they've all been released, which to me is mind-boggling. Like, I'll never, you will never be able to get me to understand why they released Samoa Joe ever from a cut, whether you want him as an announcer or a wrestler. Like, he is top drawer at both. Um, and I'll never understand their reasoning behind that. But Tom Phillips, like you say, mate, I think putting him on Rampage, um, AEW should snap him up before Impact Wrestling do or Ring of Honor do or someone like that. Um, I don't think he'll be short of offers, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's been wild, mate. It's weird. Like, so, to me, it seems like WWE is getting ready to sell, to sell like they're cutting so many people behind the people keep saying, everybody keeps saying that I, I keep saying I, so many people say that but you know like when companies um i was listening to who was it it might be jimmy van talking about not wrestling but like just business generally like when companies are getting ready to sell they do do a lot of cut cutting and they bring everything in tight to try and you know make your company as attractive as possible and it does feel like WWE is doing that a bit. Like that Alexander Wolf being released was a weird one. Like he had been on TV recently. He was in Imperium. I didn't really understand. Like I know, I think he was on a he main roster. He, he I don't think he got released. He didn't get released. His uh, his contract was coming up, and they just didn't. Renew and it. they just didn't renew it. Yeah, it's yeah. a weird one. But they, they just told they just told him they weren't going to renew it. So. Yeah. But like he's but I mean, so same thing. I know what you mean. He's like he could have gone back out to the to the UK and worked with Imperium. He could have stayed on NXT. There was, you know, he's he's a good hand, a good person to have. But they just seem to be getting rid of people. Um, and then uh, obviously they're bringing in people like Eva Marie. I read a report this week that she might not necessarily be wrestling. She might be a like a valet for another female wrestler, which would be that'd be kind of interesting to see how that goes. Um, she they got they got rid of Ann and uh, Vert. Yeah, and, uh, they put in Jimmy Smith on commentary, but I mean, yeah, but I I feel like that's kind of the I I I, I wish I could remember who I saw tweet this. They had a, like a really good tweet, and it was like um I, I think it was one of the dudes over at What Culture. I think his name was like Andy or something like that. But mm. he had said that Nick Khan isn't a big wrestling guy, and like you you can tell this from you know from his interviews that he's done. Like he's a sports guy. Yeah. He wants to present WWE as a sport, and 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 I mean it in the sense of the aesthetics around it, like the commentary to you know so, sort of everything else that goes into that. And I think he wants people who have like to have that have had that combat or like you know like an MLB or NBA type experience to present that product to the masses, so people can like you know be further drawn in. But like I don't think that these commentators can be used to the WWE style of commentary and then that like I, I feel like Adnan Virk, I feel like he was like really starting to find his voice a little bit before they let him go. But like it, it was like I, I I feel like he was sort of like coming into it. Like I don't think he was like there by any shape or form, but I feel like he was just starting to get comfortable when they when they cut him. And then Jimmy Smith, like he's did um he did the prime target special for Cross and Balor and he was on the uh, the takeover stand deliver pre show. And I've never heard any of his MMA stuff. Like I'm, like I mean, I'm. He 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 must be good at it. You know what? Yeah, no, he he was he's a good. He's more of a play, like not a play by play guy though. Like more like analysis and stuff. But 
it'd be interesting how it goes. Um, like he has the potential, I think, to be very good. The thing with um, he meet, he meeting with uh, he meeting with Vincent Man today. Oh, okay, that'd be interesting. Good luck to him. <laughs> yeah, like the weird thing is that like he um, with Virk is he just looked. He was just struggling. I didn't really feel like he had got much better. Like I get what you're saying. He was he was always going to settle in a little bit more because he'd never done it before, and it's a difficult situation that like we talked about with Vince and stuff like that. But I just felt like it wasn't a good fit. Like he kept throwing to Corey Graves and to Byron Saxton, and, and he didn't know the names of moves, and that's like that is problematic. Um, but I say that, like you say, maybe he was getting a little bit better as he settled in. It's just a weird one. But apparently it was quite a mutual decision. Like he knew it wasn't working. They knew it wasn't working. So he knew it good. wasn't working. <laughs> it's, it's, it is good. I mean, it's good that they made the decision and they didn't just let it go on for like another three months. And that they said, right, this isn't working. Let's get him off. Let's get someone in the same day. Don't know whether I'd have gone with Jimmy Smith. Like for me, I felt like they should have just put Tom Phillips in there. That's the way to work it. Do you know what I mean? Like but that was Tom the, Phillips was supposed to be the successor to Michael Cole. Yeah, I don't know what they. I think they treated him really badly, mate. I gotta be honest. Um, just they kept pulling him off, and he, I thought he was hey, very good. He was really good on SmackDown. Hey, so really I want to. I want to ask you something. Did you did, did you kind of get like a weird feeling? When not not weird like in a but I mean I guess that's the only way to describe it like when when he got put on NXT UK not saying that's a bad but what one is just so random yeah it didn't make sense today to, to to put him on that and I don't know like I just felt like he'd done such a good job on on SmackDown so I didn't and Raw he's always done a good job on NXT like so for them to not only take him off those things but to release him I just felt like that was poor i felt like they really have not treated him very well i feel like um, i feel like we're just going to wait until he pop up on uh oral sessions one of these days yeah that'll be an interesting conversation he, 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 he was cool with renee too i think i think yeah. him and renee worked like they were tight so i i'm you do i feel like tom has like a very interesting story like especially you know him being so ingrained in the wwe culture it'll be interesting to see like what he like how he yeah. is like uncuffed i guess is the best way to describe yeah. it do you think he's going to shoot or do you think he's going to kind of I, I, be quite I, I, diplomatic I, I, just in case they want to bring him back? Not not diplomatic because they he thinks they'll bring him back, but I think Tom's just smart. Like he doesn't want to seem like, you know, the bitter guy. There's no need to burn a bridge, bro. Like there's no need. I mean, you, yeah. you can you can still, you ain't, I mean, this is how I look at it. You ain't got shit to prove to nobody. Like you already know, like your, your, your own experience, just like, like in life in general, not even Tom. So like you can just, not not burn a bridge and make it easy on yourself, or you can burn a bridge and you know never yeah, walk back. Yeah, just makes everything again. everything yeah. more difficult, then, doesn't it? Um, yeah. If you do it that way. Um, so yeah, it's going to be um, an interesting uh, interesting what happens on that front. Um, what have you made of uh, AEW recently? Obviously, Miro is your tnt champion you've had the announcement that they're moving to tbs and they've got this new show rampage um that's that's on fridays at 10 p.m eastern right yeah i think so yeah but that's smart um, that is smart i think it is a good shout but also we've put um 
they've got uh, a live dynamite um, later today. Obviously, as we record this Friday afternoon, then it's uh, yeah, so you've got a live dynamite tonight ahead of um, the pay per view on the weekend. Is it double enough on to Saturday or Sunday? It's Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, did, did, I missed... did you did you catch? Uh, I mean, to cut you off, my bad. But did you no, catch no. Tony? Did you get, catch Tony Khan uh, casually? <laughs> Uh, breaking the news that the women's casino battle royal is going to be at all out this year. Like he, uh-huh. he, 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 he just went on a podcast and just like randomly said it. Like it wasn't even like a thing he put like, you know, emphasis on. He was just like, oh yeah, the casino, women's casino battle royal is coming back at all out this year. So I'm excited for that. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of just threw it in there. He does that sometimes. So he does just like kind of throw some stuff in now and again. But- you you want you want to know what that made me realize like how long term planning like plan they are yeah, cool. like all out all, all out is like in August September like the fact that he already like knows like what's going to take place at all out I think that's I think that's kind of cool bro yeah that's what being organized and long term planning and booking does for you though and and this is why I get I do get like a little bit frust- well not a little bit I guess we're frustrated about the WWE is that. The talent they've got, the people they've got working behind the scenes and in front of the camera, like if they did long-term planning and booking, they could have put on some incredible shows. And instead, they have these weird kind of like half-assed mm-hmm. stories. And like Raw has been so bad recently. So many rematches. Yes. And like <laughs> we said, like I said to you before the show, mate, um, before we started recording. What we what WWE needs to do, and I know NXT fans don't want to hear this, but like if I'm Vince, I'm gonna take a lot of NXT guys and girls, and I'm chuck, putting them in throughout the Raw and SmackDown rosters, particularly Raw, to completely freshen things up. Um, but if I'm Vince, I'm gonna do that. But I'm gonna say right, I want Io Shirai on Raw, and then I'm gonna say to one of the creative writers, your job is to find, like, come up with some ideas for Io Shirai for, for the next six months to tell me what exactly she's going to do and how you're going to make her a star. And then that person's got to go and do that. But they won't do that. They just will wait until the day she turns up on a Monday. Oh, hi, Io Shirai. Oh, we start in, oh, 30 minutes. This is what you've got to do. And it's just so lazy, so frustrating. But, yeah, they need an influx of... New faces, or you, you need to do something. You want to know what I would do? This is this is my hot take for the for the podcast today. This is my one and only Finn hot take. Grand. Finn Balor needs to beat Bobby Lashley for the WWE title at SummerSlam right off the gate. Yeah, right, as right the, off as the, the gate as the demon. No, no, no as demon. As as Finn Balor as he is right now, what a full circle moment! First of all. It had been like four four years, five years since he won the universal title at SummerSlam. What a better yeah. way than to bring him back like four weeks before SummerSlam, have him get like three, three, four wins under his belt, number one contender match, win the match, and go in and win the title. That's how you make Finn Balor, continue to make him feel like a big deal. Enough of that. Don't have him come up in the main roster smiling and cheesing like yeah. when he, he's just been like the most serious that he's ever been. In WWE, like he, he the, the, this past run that he had from October 2019 to where we are now is the best that he's been since he got called up to uh, 
Since uh, he signed with WWE, man, to, to be honest. Nah, nah, I ain't gonna His NXT run was his NXT run was that, that that was really good. I'm not counting that. I'm talking about no, like, it was good, but I team. think his character has been better this time around in NXT than it was the first time around, just purely because I feel like it's um a bit similar or at least reminiscent of the character which he played in New Japan. And at the end of the day, that's what got him. That's what made him a big star outside WWE, and that's what got the WWE's attention. And this is what I never understand about what the WWE does: is these people who they sign and they bring in, they got their, they get their attention for a reason, whether it's their character or, or you know, their attitude, their ring work, whatever. And then as soon as they bring them in, they make them do something different. Like they re-signed Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy because of the broken stuff. And then didn't do it for eight months. So by the time they did that, their version of it, people were kind of over it. Whereas when they brought them in at WrestleMania, that pop which they got at WrestleMania was insane. That and the AJ Styles pop at the Royal Rumble are two of my favorite, most like favorite pops ever. They were sensational. But they missed the boat because they changed. They made them into the Hardy Boys again, which people didn't want to see. And I never understand why they do that. They they, they want to change people. And Finn Balor, um, this time around, I just think has been excellent. Um, my one concern is that, yeah, when he goes back up to the main roster, which he will, is they will first have him smiling and flicking his collar, and then people will kind of not really be into it. So then he'll become the demon. And then they can't, they won't be able to help themselves but to put him in with Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss, which I think is a mistake because they shouldn't be beating either one. You know, I just I Vince is seventy six this year, Matt. Like man needs to just go and enjoy the rest of his days and his money and relax. Like he shouldn't be running a TV show every Monday for. 20 to 40 year olds in my opinion runs over what match are you looking forward to on uh double on like yeah yeah, I'm still in this. yeah I'm still there. i had a little rant about vince um what matches you looking forward to on double or nothing mate i'll say that again because your, your screen kind of uh it just froze up a bit. Which yeah. uh, which matches are you looking forward to on Double or Nothing? Uh the the, the triple threat for the uh, AEW World Title. Um, I, th- I think the the pop that Britt Breaker is gonna get when she wins the women's title is is gonna be she insane. Like it's it, it, it's like one of those um, situations where predictable is not is not bad. Like I think Britt is the like the obvious like the most obvious choice like out of the whole card to win. Um, and I I, I want to see Anthony Gogo put hands on Cody Rhodes, especially for that dumbass promo he cut two weeks ago, trying mm. to unite the world through his, you know, good old didn't, know, didn't like that one. Good old America promo. That shit was stupid. It was stupid. Yeah. Like with I that, like, I, I I I don't know who he ran that by, but thought that was cool. It, it like see, this is why you don't run to people who like. So he he said that he ran that by a few people. Like he later clarified that it wasn't like a focus group, but he mm-hmm. went in to ask some veterans, bro. You don't ask people 
that work for you because they're not going to tell you the real yeah. nine times out of ten. They probably just going to tell you whatever the hell they want to hear. Like he needed to go some, and then they, and then they had the the dude in the crowd when, when he was cutting the promo with the white dude with the Black Lives Matter shirt. And he was clearly a fucking plant because he took a picture mm-hmm. earlier in the show talking about I was here for Cody with his biracial son. Like I'm like, bro, come come on. That that that, that was the see the, the whole thing about that promo is like, and, and and I see a lot of like a lot of white males like so fascinated by like Cody so passionate. He's such a passionate promo, bro. That was the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. That was stupid. Like, I don't know what he was getting at or what point he was trying to make that, like, that's that's kind of the issue. Like, when you got, it's two different perspectives, bro. Like, you got this white male who only thing he believes in this world is that no matter what skin color you are, whatever, blah, 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 if you work hard, you can get where you want to go. And that's bullshit. Everybody Mm -hmm. knows this bullshit. But to Cody, that's probably what he honestly believes. And him having a biracial child with a black woman, he's going, it's going to be one of these days that his child's going to grow up and they're going to possibly come into a situation, not anything bad, but I'm talking about just life experiences or maybe a conversation. And Cody's going to have to look at that from both sides and not from his single standpoint of him being a white American, a white man in America, because that's the only viewpoint he has. I kind of look at it like I, uh, like from, it's a, it's a coach called uh, Dabo Sweeney, a college football coach. And I remember he had like a, he he had like a, a a little scuttlebutt, I guess, or, or or a rebuttal with one of his black players, and uh, his um he he was like basically like telling them like you know no matter what skin color you are blah 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 you can do it right but th- this is his perspective mm. right white male grew up poor he made it right he made it success. But what you don't realize is that you being a white male in America, there are certain things in this country that are going to be provided to you, poor or not. Like that's just that's just the real, bro. That's what it is. Yeah. And even and even though he did work hard to get where he's at, you still have certain privileges that if a black man was in that position, he wouldn't be able to get, or a black woman was in that was in that position, they wouldn't be able to get. So yes, you did work hard to get what you got, but you and you did made it and you did make it. But if you were to tell him that, like you know what I just said, he would be like, that's false because look at me, I came up poor and I made it. And it it, it just, that, that that type of shit doesn't register in his mind. And like, I think Cody is going to have to come to a realization one day of, I need to look at this from both perspectives and not trying to be in this whole unite the world shit. Like, cause bro, <laughs> it's, that, that's just not truthful and it's not honest. And yeah, it's not bring, real. You would be bringing somebody, like leading them in blind, like not knowing what the truth is, you know mm. what I'm saying? Like, what's we like, so I mean, I, I'm not gonna like comment on like you know, but what like years later down the line because I, I don't know what type of you know, I'm pretty sure he'll be a, a, a great parent, but you know, yeah. it's, I, I think it's just a matter of like he needs to like really do like some inner, like inner looking or searching before he like starts diving into race because that's a very sensitive subject that he is clearly not that informed on or mm. has like a one side of view of. So, yeah. It's diff- it is difficult though, isn't it? Because like his perspective is his perspective, but be- but he hasn't got the same life experiences as a person of color. And that's just, that's just a fact. Like he hasn't got those same life experiences and, and he won't, he can't live it. He can't, he can't, like you can try to understand even, even with, even with Brandy there to tell him that he still can't understand. 
He can't. Sure. He can't because you just can't. Like, especially him being 30 some years old, he's already had a full life experience. So it's like, you, you, you know what I'm saying? You can't honestly just switch and be like, oh, yeah. I understand. Bro, you don't and you never will. Yes, it's difficult. And I got to say, come back to your original point, like, whoever he ran that promo by, someone's got to say, come on, man, I, I don't think that's don't think that's it. Like, I don't think that's the way to go. It was just, it felt out of place, like, for, from a story point of view. It just it was weird. It just didn't, it didn't hit right at all. And it didn't even feel like a natural, um, like, a progression of the story they were trying to tell. It was a really weird one. Um, I saw someone say, um, someone messaged, someone tweeted Cody, a British guy just some random guy and he was saying uh, he was really disappointed that AEW have gone for the kind of um, the stereotypical European heel who hates America and all this sort of stuff but like I really they didn't need to do that with Anthony Agogo they clearly want to make him like seem like a big deal like they've um, straight away they've established that his sort of punch to the ribs it's like a finishing move, which they absolutely should. The man was an Olympic boxer, but I feel like that's what the focus should be on, rather than trying to do the the whole stereotypical kind of international heel. I don't know. It, it feels like a an old stereotype which doesn't need to be used. Like it doesn't feel as if it's, they need to use that in this story. But you know. Uh, is what it is wrestling loves their tropes i suppose is uh is the thing um did you see the uh jimmy and jay uso go on see what you're gonna say no, i was about to talk about the dark side of the ring stuff do you get to see any of, the, um, any of those episodes so i've seen all of them except for the one that was out yesterday i've got to watch that the awesome warrior one. yeah so i haven't seen i've seen did you see when uh did you see when um Dana Warrior called it smut and filth, and then uh, Evan Husney and Jason Iris to put out a shirt said that says smut and filth, and they donated to uh, LGBTQ. Uh, excellent, <laughs> excellent. Uh, yeah. That's some funny shit right there. That is funny. What you do? What you think? Especially because Warrior is like like a known like homophobe and yeah. shit like that. So that shit was funny. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna be interested to watch that and kind of see. What the how she was. People said it wasn't like you know, like like it wasn't like a big hit piece. Like it was just like you know, like basically stuff that like I guess that we already knew. But like you know, they just further dove into it. Like it's just you know, it's two different perspectives. But like I don't know why WWE is so like hell bent on trying to like rewrite or like make sure people think that Ultimate Warrior was just like stand up you like bro come like cut that shit out man like they did a documentary on they doing the same thing they doing the same thing with hogan like literally trying to yeah. like rebuild his image yeah it's, it's weird it's um and like the other thing as well it's like the WWE themselves did like a hit piece on him and i just feel <laughs> like come on like, don't, re- don't rewrite history yeah. <laughs> it's history you know hopefully after he made those comments he learned and changed but in my experience people who have hold those opinions do not change but i guess it is what it is um jimmy jimmy and jay so are back together or are they yeah. back together they're back That's on the same show do we are they going to tell a similar story with 
with Don't him where, where he's kind of like a bit reluctant, a bit reluctant, and then he eventually turns heel and becomes. You talking about, you talking about get a shot at the universal title, or are you talking about him just joining Roman Reigns? Yeah, I just mean like so. Initially, I, I really apologize. I always get the Usos mixed up. So Jimmy was uh, Jay was the one who's been on TV, isn't it? And then Jimmy's just come back. So with Jay initially, he kind of was like a baby face funny, and and Roman was oh, like. I'm about to say another way for you to tell. I mean, could be another way to tell. Jay got the. Mohawk, short hair, and Jimmy got yeah. long. Yeah, that's right, But I, so they kind of did it where Jay was like, "Oh, I don't know, I don't know," and he was he didn't want to attack Daniel Bryan, and eventually he joined Roman and becomes like full on heel. And I guess I'm asking, do you think they'll do a similar thing with Jimmy? Yeah, you were talking um, about. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't think I think they're gonna probably uh, do a thing with Jimmy and Jay. What well, well, Jimmy is still like hesitant about joining Roman Reigns, but they'll probably put the tag titles on them. And then that'll kind of like, you know, ease the tension between the two. Cause it's like all of them got the championship and like, you know, and I, I think, yeah. I think they're they going to start off. Um, I, I think that's probably gonna happen at money in the bank with the crowd. I can definitely see uh Jimmy and Jay taking the titles off Ray and Dominic. So I think that's, I, I think that's going to be a, that'd be a crazy good match too. If they get, if they get some good amount of time. Yeah. It could be a banger of a match that one. Couldn't I, I am, do you think we get? Do you think at any point we see Jimmy versus Jay? Do you think they might do that uh-huh. as a little treat? You don't think? Uh-huh. Be interesting. Um, what have you made of? Obviously, we haven't really spoken much since WrestleMania. We discussed previously, like about what we thought they might do with Cesaro, what we thought they should do. How do you think they've been treating him since WrestleMania? Uh. You know what, bro? I, I I I think they did. You know what was best. Like I I, I can't see I can't see anybody like taking the title off Roman Reigns right now. Like I, I I just genuinely like can't see it. Like nobody on that roster right now. The only person I think that could possibly do it is Daniel Bryan, and that's because the crowd. I think the crowd would just be so hot for it. Like if they, but it, that that's if he comes back, which I think he will. I don't think he's leaving. I think he's you know. Daniel Bryan is smart, bro. I think he's just, you know, just waiting it out, probably. Like even um, that the arena for uh, for SmackDown for the first show back with fans, they announced Sasha Banks and Edge back, and you know they like it, it's just nothing for them to do right now. Like so, you might as mm-hmm. well just wait until you know it, it's it, you know at least fans back so they can you know have something to feed off of, and you're gonna bring talents like that back. But uh, with, with Cesaro, like I I think they did. I think they did. You know. The, the, the best route possible. They they did kind of make him look like a little, you know, little punk at times, like when Roman was like just straight up disrespecting him. But like, uh, you know, I, I I think they did you know a good job with Cesaro, bro. Like, you know, yeah, I, 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 I I can't complain. I, don't, I like I like I know people was like expect I, I I don't know who was expecting him to win a Universal Championship. I damn sure yeah, wasn't. But like he got he got a shot, bro, and it was a good match, and he did good. And like you know he's about he's probably about to go be in Hell in a Cell with Seth Rollins, like. You know, and then that money in the bank. I'm pretty sure that the crowd is going to react nicely to him as they did at WrestleMania. And maybe he wins the Intercontinental title from Apollo. There we go. Yeah, I think he's got a good chance of winning money in the bank. I've got to be honest. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be among the favorites. Um, let's just quickly talk about the money and men's money in the, in the bank match then and some potential uh, people to be in it just before we finish up with some double or nothing talk. Um, I think Cesaro is going to be a Money of the Bank, probably Seth Rollins from the SmackDown side. 
you see like Daniel Bryan being in there as like a surprise, maybe as his return with fans or someone else. Maybe a Jimmy or a Jay Uso. Jimmy Uso uh Jimmy Uso might be a shout. That well, would money, money in the bank for the for the men's side. I'm 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 trying to think about who would be best able to utilize that. And then honestly, yeah. I think that would probably you, you you know what, bro? Somebody who I think would, would really be fit for money in the bank, especially because his partner is out with an ACL injury. You put on John Morrison, bro. Cause like I I I think that John Morrison has like really been second fiddle and not what he was prior to coming back to WWE. Like dude was all over the place. He was like triple A mega champion. He was like the their world cruiserweight champion. He was impact world champion, bro. He was everywhere, like everywhere. And he's great yeah, in the ring. Like he just the, the way he just been presented over the past two years or so is just not fun at all. Like it's just like no, just, it's not you know, comedy guy. But like I think everybody knows how good he is. And well, you you want I, I feel like he's going to end up like Shelton Benjamin, like remembered in the same way that Shelton Benjamin is because you know how people. Even me, we hold Sheldon Benjamin in such a high regard, like for his in-ring performances over the past years, uh, having and even going back to his first run of WWE, and it's just like, damn, maybe if they could have did this with him, then things would have been different. I feel like that's exactly how John Morrison is going to be remembered. Like it's going to be like, damn, I wish they would have did this, and then by the time to do that, it's going to be too late. And like I feel like they need to do something. But I ain't saying he got to win the WWE title, but like if you get behind him, if you get the people behind him enough to do that, like bro. Call up Frankie Monet when the when the when the when the when the crowds come back and then have and put them together. She's great, he's great, and have them hold the championships. Like have she, them both, have them bro, both I, have money in the bro, bank case. Bro, I I, th- I think Frankie Monet is more main roster ready than like anything that she could possibly do in NXT. Like I, I even when I seen her. But she like, of course, we've seen Taya Valkyrie all over the place. We've seen her do stuff in AAA. We've seen her do stuff in Impact. But like, just talking about specifically NXT, even when I saw her come out, I'm like, and just seeing her in ring style, I'm like, okay, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, is it like, is, yeah, she is ready, mate. Yeah, she, and she I it's think, the USA. What they should do, what they should do is they should put them together. I would be, I would love it if they put gave them both the money in the bank cases, the men and the women's respectively. And really play up the what they I feel like one of the things they've lost over the last couple of years with the money in the bank is play up what a big deal it is to have that case, what a tremendous opportunity, and kind of tease it and and then forget about it for a bit and then tease it. Like I feel like they've lost a lot of that. Um, Biggie, I think, should be in the money in the bank match. Alistair Black, maybe. Um, depending on what they're going to do with Alistair Black, it's a bit of a weird one. Like um, he seems like he's going to be in the intercontinental picture. Why you got the big eater? Why like yeah. come on, man? Like that, big, I, I mean, I, I get it, but like, damn, because I can tell you, like now I feel like uh, I feel like crew. I feel like Alistair is just about to like shoot to the top, and then Big E is going to be like you know me a card. It's weird though, isn't it? Because like. They putting themselves if they if they do a feud between those two, they put themselves in winning, bro. position. He's winning. Yeah, but they don't. They should have kept them apart for the time being because they don't want to beat either. They shouldn't want to beat either guy. They should be building both those guys up to main event level. So don't feud them together where you've got to beat one of them. It makes no sense. 
Um, I can't bring up the uh, Double or Nothing card, mate, if you're able to just bring that up on your computer. Um, yeah, but, for the um, raw for, side for, of it. For the, for the women's money in the bank, I, I, I know you said uh, like the idea with um, Frankie Monet and John Morrison. For the women's side, bro, honestly, I, I would like them to just keep it simple. Like, I don't think they did. I need mean, a couple complicated. I would have Sasha Banks win, and I think you got the, you already got the tagline, the, the banks, and, you know, it just it just have yeah. a call out Bianca Belair for SummerSlam. Like, just, yeah. you know, keep it simple. They want to yeah. pick. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure people want it. I, I'm pretty sure ain't nobody going to complain about seeing every match. No, absolutely not. Um, I think one maybe surprise option might be Becky Lynch for the Ooh. women's money in the bank. Ooh. Like, I feel look like you, her, look, hold, look at, look at her you, holding it. Her holding it and being like, I, and then go, but her getting it and then maybe going away for a few weeks, but doing a promo on Raw or whatever the next night saying, I've got this and I'm going to take that title whenever I, whenever I feel like it. You want to know something you just said, like Raw, they need, they need like a hard hit, bro. Like they need Balor. They need Becky Lynch. They need like star power immediately. Cause they need fresh like, faces, don't they? Not just they. They, they need like I feel, they need I feel like raw. They need the, raw. They need new faces in the women's division. I don't know why they not doing that with Naomi. Like they just like letting her just like fade yeah. away. Like I like I I, I don't get that. This it, it's ridiculous. Like they they they, they 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 but they be treating Naomi like she's like some old vet. Like I'm like I mean she's yeah. but like dude they they act like she still can't. Go out there and, and 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 get it done and be a champion. I'm like, people believe in Naomi, like she's mm. believable. Like people believe in her as a baby face. Like she's. I'm I'm trying to figure out why she's not in the in the, in the title oh, man, picture. Well, look what they're making Rhea Ripley look stupid, and I just think Vince Bro, doesn't understand her. Like has doesn't she, get has why she, she got has over. She been like, I was gonna ask you. I wanted to ask you this. Has she been like, not a disappointment, but like just eh to you? But it's yeah, but it's because the way she got over was by just not really talking a lot and smashing people's faces. And then they keep trying to make her talk. Then they make her look stupid in the beat the clock stuff. And I just feel like Vince doesn't understand what got her over in the first place. You, so, you, you, you think she losing the title of Hell in a Cell? Yeah, yeah I, I actually do oh, yeah. because they, I feel like they, she's they been that it. much of a disappointment. But you, you, you want to know what? Not her, I'm, not her but her booking. You you want to know where, but I'm I'm not even like against her losing. I, I think Charlotte should win the title, like especially going back in front of fans. Like yeah, yeah. But they bro. should use it as a way to get Rhea Ripley on the right path, so that like she loses the title, and then she gets a bit of a nasty streak, and kind of stops trying to be funny, and starts being and um, like an ass kicker. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Well, like they should well, use that to 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 move her character where it should be. So, so one one thing before we get to the double or nothing stuff, uh, I know, uh, I think I think it was Sean Sean Rossap who reported that uh, that Zelina Vega was going. He first reported that Zelina Vega was back at the uh, Performance Center, and then the hope the hope was that they was going to end up bringing her back in WWE. Like if, if she if she is to come back, what can you see her doing? Uh, well, I I put it with Alistair Black, I would admit. Um, but but I don't think they will. Um, the problem is they released Andrade, which is. And I just thought they were still good together. And I'll drop. Um, you see, you motherfuckers facing Kenny Omega at uh, Triple Mania. You seen that? That's it's crazy, bro. He's everywhere. I mean, that that match is crazy. He's like, got a. 
he's got a point to prove as well about just how good he is. Um, he should have been a main eventer, and I said this last year to you. He should have been a main. He should have been the main eventer in the WWE. He should have been the the kind of Latin star that they keep saying they're looking for. Yeah, they've got they had Andrade. They've got uh, Escobar. I'd move Escobar. I'd move. Um, I'd move um, Escobar and. Bro, he is going uh, to be a Ricardo star, Fantasma. bro. Well, I'd bring bro, the, I'd bring the whole group. I'd bring the bro, whole group he, up to to Raw and make them a big, big deal, bro. Because he he all he's, gold on like, he he can do uh like I, I think one of the beneficial things with him he's like really great at he's he's, he's a bilingual and speaks he's well versed in both languages. Like I think that's like gonna yes. help him a lot. Like he even said it in the interview with Busted Open Radio. He was like, he think that's one of the reasons why he's at where he's at in NXT because he can speak English and speak Spanish. And he think that's just he he thinks that has really helped him get to where he is right now. Because he said if he didn't have that, he probably don't know like how. Like I I, I feel like NXT would have did him justice, but I don't think if he was on Raw SmackDown, yeah. I don't think it would work. Like, but. I, I feel and, and I, it's, it, it, it's 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 sad that that's like that, but just knowing how they yeah. operate and stuff like that, I think that's just you know what it is. But yeah, I, I feel like he is, would. I, I feel like the fact that he can do that hit him, Raul Mendoza, and Woken Wild. I feel like the fact that all three of them are bilingual, bro. Like that's that they, I, I, raw, like, the, the only thing that I can see them like getting their way is people, you know, their size. Like you know what I'm saying? Because they, yeah. you know, they're like five eleven, six feet, six two. You know what I'm saying? Compared to you know, the you six can four. work around that, can't you? Yeah. Like I would bring them up. I put the tag titles on them, the other two on Wild and um, Mendoza straight away, and I'd put uh, Carlos Escobar either Santos. Sorry, Santos <laughs> Escobar in the that would be quite the quite the uh, quite the catch, wouldn't it? If they brought in Carlos Escobar. Car- <laughs> Jesus Christ! Are you ready to get the uh, um, double nothing? Yeah, I put yeah, but I put that I put the put uh, Escobar either in the U.S. title picture or the even the main event straight away. Make him a big deal. If you present him as a big deal, the fans buy it as a big deal. That's the end of it. Right, ricochet. Show, tell me some matches. If you, ricochet. If if you present him as a big deal, people will believe he's a big deal. Oh, that's that's it makes me sad. Um, oh, we got uh. We got on the buy-in. We got Serena D versus uh, Rio, the uh, NWA World Women's Championship. Yeah, I don't think they're going to change that. To be honest, no, because um, I, I think Thunder Rosa going to take the title off. She's the number one contender. Thunder Rosa number one contender, so they're probably going to do Serena yeah. D versus Thunder Rosa. Yeah, Thunder Rosa I think so. the title. Yeah, I, I, I think that'll be a good um, main event for a Dynamite. Yes, hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. That's a good shot, actually. And then um, uh, what's next? Uh, three three way for the AEW World Title. We got Kenny Omega versus Orange Cassidy versus Pat. I think Kenny Omega's winning that, mate. To be honest, yeah, I don't see um, any way that any of the other two win. To be honest, I think Kenny Omega's reign ends at All Out versus who? Hangman Page. Full Should, circle. Yeah, Hangman. Hangman first, Page. First All Out. Hangman didn't win the AEW World Title two years later. Yeah, it's a good story to tell. So yeah, they should start telling that now, like slowly. <laughs> we got uh, we, I, I think the, the one that me and you called the most obvious, uh, Hikaru Shida versus Bear Baker for the 
World Women's Title, AEW World oh, Women's Title. If they do Britt Baker dirty again, I'm going to be really upset. You imagine um, that reaction she's going to get? Can you imagine five, the reaction five, if she doesn't people. win? Oh yeah, they they booing shit out the building. Yeah, that's <laughs> gonna be the Rand, that's gonna be the Randy Orton versus the Fiend finish at WrestleMania type booing, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, Britt Baker's got to win that match, and I think it'll be quite a good match as well. But it's Britt Baker's time. She is one of the best female workers in the world on all levels. Yo, can we talk about AEW Women's Division real quick? But they they got like a good core, bro. Like they got, especially with Jay Cargill and Red Velvet, bro. They they got like a solid, you know. Like really you know, like how movie. they're building Jade Cargill as a, like a a big big deal. Like she's got all these agents after her, and I think it's a, they're doing a really good job of when she is got an interview with you know Tony Schiavone or whoever, or when she's in the ring cutting a promo, or when she bro, has she match, has the size, bro. It, ma- it like, matters, and it's a big yeah. deal. Like when she's on, I put my phone down and I'm like, I need to watch this. Whether it's a promo, an interview, or, or a match, they've done a good job with her. Um, but she 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 looks like a star, bro. Like for yes. real, she really does. She really does. Be interesting who they pick because they're clearly working towards giving her like some sort of manager or agent. So I'd be interested who they do pair her up with because yeah, not no one springs to mind necessarily. I know, right? I say the same thing. Be interesting. Um, but yeah, they would the AEW rightly took a lot of criticism for their women's division and the treatment of it. Uh, the last six months been a lot better. They've done a good job of rebuilding, especially, especially bringing in some of the more Josie talent. I think that's yes. been real cool. Yeah, but the, I think they've they've treated all their talent a bit better. They've made you care about people outside, like because like six months ago, all I cared about was Britt Baker and the rest of them. I just didn't wasn't interested in whereas now you've got jade cargill you've got red velvet you've got serena deeb you've got thunder rosa in and out you've got rio you've got uh brit baker like they all matter because they've told the story that they matter they've made the audience understand these girls are really take Carty, anna jay yeah tyke yes both of them i really enjoyed both of them both their work um yeah love it uh, we got Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Ogogo. I'm a Brit. Anthony, I admit, Anthony Ogogo is going to win. He should win. Not they want to make him. Yeah, he should break his ribs, put him out for a bit. Um, and I'm a, I'm, you know they clearly. I'm, I'm an honorary Brit for Sunday night. <laughs> no, to be honest with you, the way they've been building Ogogo, um, it makes sense that he would win, and he would win relatively convincingly. Or at least the finish will be quite a convincing one. Um, you, you, you know, sense. you know, he was supposed to debut last year, right? Yeah, and I mean, look, he's supposed to debut at the Fighter Fest show in London. Ah, uh, okay. He's um, look, he's an Olympic level boxer. He's very, he's very well known around the world. Like, mm. it makes sense to push him if you know he seems to be able to go to a certain extent in the ring. So, yeah. I'm sure Cody will. You know, guide him through the match and stuff. Um, but I think, yeah, a go-go's got to win and probably clean, to be honest, as well. I hope that, got- like, to me, he should win clean. But I've got a feeling they might do like a bit of uh, shenanigans. I think he just need to knock him out. Just yeah, well, out. I think 
use that punch to the ribs. No, punch to the jaw. Punch to the jaw. Uh, Sleep them. Sleep them. Body shots, <laughs> mate. Body shots are killers. Liver punch. <laughs> but but yeah, we, got the, uh, we had the casino battle royal for a uh, person challenging for the um the AEW world title at a future point. Uh, we got Christian Cage, Matt Sidell, Powerhouse Hobbs, Penta, Jungle Boy, Matt Hardy, Mark Quinn, Isaiah Cassidy, The Blade, Uva Uno, Gal Cabana, uh, Preston Vance, who is 10, uh, Greg Garrison, Brian Pima Jr., Max Caster, Anthony Bowens, QT Marshall, Nick Camarado, Dustin Rhodes, Lee Johnson, and the wild card, mm. who I think will be Paul White. Yeah, I think um, Big Show will be the wild card. I, um, I'm not sure about who's going to win that one. It's difficult. Um, probably just someone. Yeah, probably Dustin. Well, let me know. I ain't gonna say it. Who, 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 you, who could you see like getting a dynamite? You know, because I mean, all, all out isn't, isn't until August or September. So maybe they go Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega. Yeah, yeah, that makes the most sense. And or like a fire fest or like fight for the Fallen. Yeah, and it's like his pay per view debut. So I suppose yeah, Christian Cage would be my pick. He makes the most sense. Yeah, short term program, and then they can start building towards Adam Page and. Omega, then they should anyway. This is this is this is why I like you. This is why we do these. This is oh. why we do this shit. But we got Hangman versus Brian Cage. And Hangman Hang, winning record. They, they they won it well, one right. Didn't, didn't Page beat Hangman on Dynamite? Uh, yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah, he did. my concern is like I think Adam Page should win, and this should be the start of building towards that Omega shot. But I've got a feeling they're going to beat him. And more, then more sympathy. build to it, kind of build like start with a low point, and then kind of that's smart. Yeah, that and I think you've got to remember what one of the things that got him over was being drunk as fuck all the time, coming in, <laughs> hitting a move, and leaving. That was what got him kind of over when he was before that struggling a little bit with the fans. The fans are going to be back, so it kind of would make sense for him to lose kind of go back to that drinking gimmick and then mm. keep winning to set up the Omega story. But, you know. That's a good, that's a good point. I like that. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with you. I was, I was saying Hangman at first, but I'm going to go with Paige. Oh, going back on something I wanted to ask you, like the, the women's title. Uh, of course, we think Britt Baker is going to win. You want to know what I think the money is, like the, the match for All Out, Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. She is over. Like, I, I think Britt Baker versus Statlander is the way to go. And that I don't know, man. Like, if, if Satlander keep getting the reaction she getting, I, I, hey, she, they, they might have to do a, you know, do a switch. I don't know. Switchy switch. Yeah. yeah. I don't really get it. I got to be honest. Like, I, she, I know she's good and stuff. You don't, don't like really Satlander? What? Oh, I wouldn't. Man. I don't know. I just don't get it. But, like, <laughs> I would like to see Britt Baker get a bit of a long stint mm. and become, like, the sort of unbeatable champ. And then have someone come and take it and make them a big star, but we'll see. We'll see. We got uh, we got Miro or Dante Martin versus Jake Roberts because Miro's defending the TNT title against Dante Martin tonight. I don't think he's winning, but uh, yeah, Miro's Miro's gonna win. Um, I think I think Lance Archer versus Miro. I think it's gonna be a good house fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it'll be brutal. It'll be good. It'll be hard hitting. But Miro's got to win, surely. Yeah, but you never know. Yeah, we, you got, know. Uh, we, we got the pinnacle. 
versus the inner circle and stadium stampede. I think, I think the pinnacles want to win and then the inner circle is going to break up because that's a stipulation. If they lose, they got to disband. I don't know why. I feel like the pinnacle is going to win. I don't know. I just got a feeling that they're going to win. I think Jericho and W and AEW have got this thing about they they want to pay off stipulations. They don't want to say something and then not do it. And I I agree with you. I think they're going to break up, which puts them in a position because I think actually, as a babyface run for the inner circle could be quite interesting and different. But like you say, if they if they lose, they've got to break up. If they win. Does it hurt the pinnacle? Who are a new group? I don't know. And but just then, lost. What did they, they did? No, no, they won blood and cuts. My bad. Yeah, yeah. It's a difficult one to call. Um, it'd be yeah. interesting what they do because the first stadium stampede was completely pre-taped, and apparently it's going to be live. So I will be interested in what they do. Whether they'll just do it as a like they'll just brawl through the crowd and stuff, maybe, and kind of do it that way. I don't know going to be uh, interesting. Do you think they, they'll do a callback to the golf cart moment in some way? Probably like the, you know, spook Sammy Guevara or something like that. Yeah. But uh, we, we got Sting and Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Sting in his first live in-ring match since hey, 2015. Here's a question. Did I miss when Scorpio Sky broke up from SCU or did they just not do it? No, I, I think he just went on his own. I, I, don't, I don't think there was ever like any split. Like I think he just yeah. I never remember it being mentioned. I never remember them having a conversation and just saying, "Oh, I'm going to go and do my own thing." They were just together one week, and then he just turned up again, and he was on his own, and he was a heel. Yeah, but yeah, I just thought I'd missed it. But um, no. him and Ethan Page got away, haven't they? To keep establishing their dynamic, yeah. or yeah. do you, or yeah. do you think that they're beatable heels? And they'll give Sting the big win. See, that, that, see that, that that's a rough one because it's Sting's first like match match back since 2015. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Of you, you know what I'm saying? That's a that's a big thing. It is. But tough, at the same it? time, you you got to think about like your future. And Darby just lost, so it's like just have him take the pin. Have him take the pin. And then, and then you can go into Ethan Page versus Darby Allen and have them recreate what they did in the wall. It's um, for me, that's the way to go. Mm. Just not sure if that is the way they will go. Um, uh, what's, is that all of them, or is there one more? We got one more. We got the Young Bucks putting the titles on the line against Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. I think this one is a no-brainer. Yeah, well, I think that this is where the good brothers end up costing the young bucks the titles. To be honest, or maybe this one of those, uh, maybe this one of those heartbreaker things when when Mox and Kingston lose. Maybe it is. Yeah, it could be. Like I assumed that they would have put the titles, the Impact World Titles, back on the good brothers by, by now. So I assumed that Kingston and uh, Moxie would win because the Good Brothers tried to help and cost them. Then the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers would kind of feud over the Impact titles. That hasn't happened, so it's a difficult one because I could see it going both ways. Like I've quite enjoyed the Young Bucks back with 
Omega and, and being full on old young bucks like heels and stuff. I've enjoyed that. So I'm not in a hurry to see them lose the titles. But they have got the upper hand over Moxley and Kingston a lot. It's a weird one. I don't know. Which way do you see it going? Who do you think is going to win? I can't call it, but I, I can see the Young Bucks winning. And I can see Monson and Kingston winning. And I can see it being like one of those heartbreak, you know, type of moments where everybody was like, oh, we thought they was going to win. And then the Young Bucks, I think it just gives more heat on the Young Bucks. Yes. Uh, I mean, like, I like I, I feel like Moxley and Kingston, that's a good team. But, like, I don't feel like they need the tag titles to be, like, successful. Mm-hmm. I, feel like they, I, I feel like they're just enjoyable, like, as they are. Like, well, like let, let me ask you this. They, they win the titles. Where do they go after this? They win the titles, then what? Then what's next? Then they just go just feud with, with anybody? Like, huh? Face FDR, FDR. I mean, yeah, but would you rather see FTR and the Young Bucks or FTR versus Moxley and Kingston? Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. I'd like, to see, that, like, I'd like to see Santana and Ortiz versus the Young Bucks next. See? Young Bucks need to retain. There we go. In, 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 in a circle splits, next thing for Santana and Ortiz, tag titles. Yeah. I wouldn't be against having the the LA, LAX gimmick back as well. I've got to be honest, I love that gimmick. But there we go. Um, so that's uh, that's double or nothing, my friend. Really looking forward to that. Be interesting watching live Dynamite tonight as well. Um, tell people where they can find your YouTube channel and stuff, my friend. Andrew Thompson interviews. What, 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 what was the thing called? You said URL or something like that. What was that funny stuff you used to say? Yeah, YouTube.com slash Andrew Thompson interviews. Subscribe, click the bell, follow this man on social media, on YouTube. He's doing some amazing work. Um, some of the best interviews in wrestling with some uh, all sorts of different names, big names, indie names, just the names, mate, just mm-hmm. wrestling names. It's, uh, it's been superb. Uh, Ace Podcast Nation, of course, we got all sorts of shows and and stuff join us we've got a, another live football show on monday but uh we've also got an ex- i've got an exclusive show, interview with liverpool uh, indie rock band honey motel which is out on sunday eight o'clock this is a exclusive for myself uh very much looking forward to people seeing that because i think that was some of my best work i really really enjoyed it um and i'm very grateful to their uh promotion company fund foundry music who contacted me to get them on the show because I'd interviewed one of their bands last year or the year before, and they mm-hmm. were happy with what I they were happy with my work, so they brought me some more, which uh, you know you gotta love that, my friend. Um, as ever, Andrew Thompson, it has been my absolute pleasure to uh, converse with you about wrestling. It's been far too long before we did a show. Um, hopefully we can do another one next week because it just doesn't feel the same when we don't do them, my friend. I don't know if you can see that. I cannot. That was me uh, patting the heart. Boom.
Social Podcast Network.